This is a journey into sound. everybody welcome to episode 275 of the art and jacob do american podcast i am your host in the place to be mr jacob p and sitting right across from me in that really beautiful arsenal fucking jersey thanks dude is the brown clues mr artro art say hello to the millions and millions what the fruit basket is going on america uh guys go to kmancoffee.com get your get your shit together man Stop being like Justin Bieber and half-assing things. Smile with both sides of your faces. Guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans. They got the cacao butter. They got the hibiscus tea. I'm just kidding, dude. Yeah. That's bad karma. I shouldn't be saying that kind of we stuff. We love the beebs here. We're beeb the place heads. to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, check it all out, dude. Uh, use promo code America to receive 50% off. I believe they're going to start releasing their uh, winter collection here in the next month or so. So keep an eye out for that because you're going to need sweatpants. You're going to need hoodies. You're going to need um, beanies. Uh, it doesn't get that hot where we live, but if you live anywhere above the fucking Mason-Dixie line, you're going <laughs> to need some some uh, some winter clothes, dude. And it's coming up. Once October hits, dude, it gets like 72 degrees here, dude. <laughs> that's Damn, cold that's enough for chilly. a hoodie, dude. Uh, but yeah, um, guys, check it all out. Use promo code America to receive fifteen percent off. Tell tell them your your boys aren't Jacob sent you. Yes. So, uh, well, that said, guys, speaking of beeb heads, uh, guys, I need everybody to head on over to SuperApparel.com, uh, where the great and powerful Nicole Smith boss, who I believe also is a Justin Bieber fan, aren't we all? I mean, who is it? Who I mean, is the kid's just fucking adorable, even though he's like 27 years old now. But mm-hmm. anyways, with that said, guys, I need everybody to head on over to Super Apparel. Uh, check out the great array of merchandise that Nicole has created with her own two hands. So check it out. Put everything that you love in your cart. And before you hit checkout, guys, I need it, you guys to enter promo code Art and Jacob because Nicole is going to give you 10% off your entire purchase. So if you live in the great state of California, we have... Uh, sales tax that you're going to have to pay. So uh, that'll cover that as well as a portion of your shipping. So head on over there, support great, strong, independent women who also love Justin Bieber uh, with his full or half face. It doesn't matter. It's all good. Half smile. Half smile. Uh, Harvey denting it, if you will. Uh, But head on over there, support her, support us. 
support our sponsors. But Art, we're not here to talk about Justin Bieber all live long day. Yeah, yeah. Or fucking <laughs> what? What's the problem that he has? Like, it's like, like I don't know. Some, he, he ate some bad squid and like fucking had paralysis. No, it's, it's like an actual condition. Like, wow, it's really? Not a, it's not a reaction. It's like an actual condition. Oh. So, which he may not recover from. So I do now. I feel bad joking about it, but. Hey, dude, you can't have it all. Uh, you know what? It may be bad karma for him for fucking, like, breaking Selena Gomez's heart, dude. Yeah, she's a dying piece. Do- Selena Gomez is replaced Michelle Branch in my, like... Listen to the Patreon. Least, listen our- to the Patreon. Like, Selena Gomez... Well, they're, like, they're like 1A, 1B. Like, mm-hmm. nobody knows who, which is, like, top of the line for me. But they, those are, like, celebrity, like... Loves. Uh, loves, dude. Like... I would buy a Selena Gomez. I would go see Selena Gomez live. Wow. I've watched. Have you seen, speaking of show recommendations, have you seen Selena Gomez's show that she has on Hulu? Oh, the one about the podcast that solves murders? Yeah, yeah. Me and my girlfriend watched that. Oh, dude, good. Yeah, it's a fairly good show, in my opinion. Yeah. I think she also has a a show where she just cooks, which I love because I love cooking. Mm. Um, And she's a huge, she's probably like the biggest Spurs fan Oh, that's Not right, that. huh? Yeah, she's a huge Spurs fan. So damn, a woman after Art's like, own heart. Whew, it's getting hot in here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing here. Oh, but we're but, not here to talk about Art's fucking celebrity crushes, guys. We're here to talk about the top ten favorite MCs, favorite rappers, and keyword is favorite. Correct. So we we had to clarify. We didn't want some dude like from fucking. The words are hard podcast. Going saying, like, how can you leave Rock him off? Logic's not on the list. It's like, dude, <laughs> Logic's not on the list, dude. I'm sorry, guys. Logic, sorry. you're not here. Here, yeah, dude. Sorry, guys. Logic didn't make the list, but like, but these are our personal favorites, and I'm sure we'll tell a little individual story, mm-hmm. or you know, album or song or something that means something to us um, about these specific rappers. It's it was actually. You know, I pitched this idea because I was like, this is kind of a limited week. We don't want to fucking spend all week researching, like, yeah. nuclear physicists and all this shit. <laughs> like, you know, like, this is not... Especially the, after last week trying to figure out what the fuck CERN does quantum and Quantum physics shit. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good, dude. I need a mental break, dude. I just need junk food right now. We need that break, plus your boy is going to be in San Diego for yeah. half of the week. So, um, yeah, we need to do something easy. Every once in a while, you'll get one of these easy episodes. But they're us. fun, dude. So these are I some of our love, more popular episodes, dude. I do love doing these, yes, because I get to put my own heart and soul into it. You know what's kind of bullshit, dude? Alejandra. Because last time we did <laughs> last time we did one of these episodes, it was the um, the Marble con- Countdown, right? Oh, yeah. And then she was like, I forgot what. She was like, I like this movie or whatever, like Black Widow or something. And then, uh, and then she says something like, "I think Art would have like hated that one." And I was like, "What the? I, I publicly upset. I like that movie. Sorry <laughs> to make my fucking top ten list, dude." Like, and then Jesus Fuentes said, "He goes, I turned it off when I found out Jacob didn't have Black Panther on his list." And I was like, "But Art did. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's my favorite, not your favorite. Like, yeah. I mean, calm down, dude." And we could do that. We can go down the line of, oh, which we did. I think it was like episode five or six or whatever. We did the top 50 <laughs> MCs according to like yeah, 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 fucking Source Magazine or whatever, right? And then gave our opinions about their rankings. And that that's the beauty of a list. Like it, it's it's what our opinion is, right? And I'm just going to put fucking the, horse, the cart in front of the horse here. My list is hella biased, bro. Oh, my, I mean, it's, to me, it's not even biased. I'm telling you, these are no, my favorite. You literally rappers. could probably hear every single one of my rappers 
on one album. Like they they could make an appearance on one album. Like oh, okay, you just need one producer to come in and say, "Hey, I'm dropping a new album," and probably all of these rappers would appear on that. Well, well, let me tell you some of my. I'll, I'll tell you some of my guys that didn't make the list. So okay. bef- right off the bat, I know this is gonna be blasphemy to like. 90, so many people are gonna turn this episode off right now. Because uh, Biggie doesn't make my top ten list. Neither does mine. And I know that that's kind of like blasphemy, but like, and I like Biggie. I like Biggie too. Like, I legitimately like Biggie, but he's not a dude that I listen to that often. Like, it's it's very rare that I listen to Biggie. You know, if Hypnotize comes on, I'm down. Like, I I I, I fuck Big with Papa. Biggie. Big Papa, I love that song. One more chance. Yeah, the uh, entire juicy. like. The entire Life After Death album to me is like oh, that's a, a fucking love album, like double double album, like I fucking love that album. Yeah, but it's just not never really been my thing, dude. Like, just not a big Biggie guy. Mm-hmm. So I know that I was. I just have to clarify. And then these are a couple artists that I like toyed around with the idea of having them on. Megan The Stallion, I fucking love Megan The Stallion. I just wow. thought Megan The Stallion was like you're still too new. You need to like put a couple of more albums out, but yeah. I. I like really love Megan the Stallion. I like, do too. I'm not gonna lie. I Meg- do. Megan the Stallion was this close to being number ten for a oh, long sh- time, dude. I was like, dude, wow. And then I was like, no, uh, she hasn't been. around. She needs to like earn her stripes a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, another dude that I love is uh, Tyler the Creator. Didn't make the list either, although he has a good like, like. I don't think he's ever put a dud album out. Maybe Cherry Bomb was like his biggest dud album, mm-hmm. but for the most part, super consistent, dude. Uh. Big boy didn't make my list, but somebody else might have made his made oh, his yeah. list. Um, and then another dude, and I'll go into my list here because this will segue well into my. Or unless you want to tell somebody, yeah, here. I got some. Uh, some yeah, let me hear some more. Honor, honor, you got any more honorable? I, well, my last honorable mention ties into my number ten guy, so let me hear some of your honorable mentions. Uh, okay, so um, again, making my list like it was very like, oh, okay, I got like the first seven figured out right away and it was always <laughs> it was a it was a struggle i had to make brackets and shit oh, like we're shit, fucking dude. in march madness to figure out like you know eight through ten and i had about 15 16 names written down and for a while i thought oh wow this this guy is definitely in my top 10 and i thought i was like oh wow but yeah his last two albums fucking sucked so bad that it like decimate like he was gonna land like probably at like number six or seven right damn dude and then this is how bad like you know his last two albums were that it was like no you're just gonna be honorable mention is corrupt uh one half of the dog pound you can hear him on you know dr dre's 2001 uh as well as the chronic uh and he he has i can already tell you're gonna go heavy on the west coast oh dude if corrupt is making your like Top potentially making your hey, top but 10. corrupt when he was on the <laughs> on the chronic and yeah, you know, yeah, doggy yeah. style, whatever, and dog food, and all these like he was considered like one of the best rappers alive. But something happened, I don't know if he discovered fucking meth or something, but like, he, yeah, yeah, he fell down hard. Like, Nelly's probably lyrically better than him right now, presently. But uh, corrupt got kicked off. Uh, the game again, another west coast rapper. His first album, as well as uh, Jesus Peace, was really good. But then it's just like the other stuff within his catalog was just like yeah that was that was one of the things that I did look for is like I as much as I I haven't been disappointed by one Megan the Stylin album yeah but I need more albums like I need I need a bigger body of work because mm-hmm. it's like this is to me like why I don't consider Nirvana to be that massive of a band because Nirvana like Two, was three was albums. hot was hot but you really just have three albums dude mm-hmm. like. I'm sorry, but it's gonna take a little bit more. Like if that's like one of those things where like 
I'm trying to think of like a band like like corn if, if Jonathan Davis would have fucking died after like issues, dude, we would have viewed corn as like that amazing. But like corn kind of like fizzles starts to fizzle out, you know, like once mm-hmm. David leaves and now Fieldy's gone and like even like a band like Slipknot, dude, like no no offense to Slipknot fans, but Slipknot shit gets pretty. That last Slipknot album was fucking fucking doo doo, dude. That like, was a chore. That was a chore. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of bands that uh, or groups, I should say, uh, that kind of disappoint towards the end. Uh, Wu Tang. I had to take a solid look at Wu Tang because yeah. Wu Tang from top to bottom minus ODB, every single one of them within there, except for maybe Capadonna could be considered a top 10 all-time great rapper, you know, from whatever perspective we're going to look at it. Method Man, you know, popularity-wise and what he's done for the genre, he could be in there as well, too, and he's on the lower end of that. But I looked at their two top, top two MCs, which is the Jizza, the genius. Like, he, like anytime he's on a track, it's like you got to listen and you got to rewind and whatnot. And then my personal favorite rapper from the Wu-Tang Clan, Inspector Deck, who within the group is considered the best rapper within there i was just like yeah you have to make my top 10 because it's just like triumph from wu-tang clan like that first fucking verse that he drops like i bomb atomically socrates philosophies and hypothesis like all that shit that he was dropping i was like dude like this is like one of the best rappers of all time that nobody's talking about folks yeah yeah Yeah, so that's my honorable mention i'll let you do your top 10 okay yeah um yeah i I didn't i'll i didn't have any wu-tang guys i actually didn't really even consider Wu Tang guys on my list just because I don't listen to Wu Tang guys individually. To oh, be wow. quite honest with you, very very rarely is like a guy like Ghostface Killer or um, um, the RZA. Like every once in a while, like it's very rarely that I'll listen to them individually. Maybe Method Method Man. Like yeah, Method Man is probably the dude I listen to the most. And oh yeah, he, and I don't consider him like he wasn't gonna make the top ten list. But like I don't really listen to to them like that much so it was like okay so they're not gonna make the list um so like i said um honorable mention guy a guy that like really started to grow on me um he's 50 percent of the rap crew run the jewels so honorable mention was gonna be lp but number 10 right off the bat killer mike who originally i had first time i ever heard him was on uh one of the big boy sides of uh the speaker box um the love below album whatever but he was on one of those tracks and i was like dude this guy fucking like rhymes like super percussiony so like had to put this guy as my number 10 because later on he does his solo stuff he does the rap out rap music album and then does run the jewels and like run the jewels alone like the body of work that he has for run the jewels is like amazing like run the jewels one run the jewels three like there is no dud album like it's just classic after classic after classic and the dude is just like his flow is amazing yeah to quote kendrick lamar kendrick lamar has a song where he says um you guys say you miss when hip-hop was rapping well if that were true then killer mike would be platinum (coughs) and like that to me is like everything you need to know about it like if you you know so many people like bag on like rap music and where it's at and like mumble rapping and all that stuff the reality is like you don't like Killer Mike's right there. If you want, if you wanted that, you would be listening to Killer he's Mike. There, he's even on a big platform with the Dungeon Family, which is Outcast's crew and whatnot. 
So he's absolutely right he, about that. He's 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 one of the most like underrated dudes mm-hmm. in the game, like right now, dude. Like, and he's funny too. If you ever watch his Netflix show, I think it's called yeah. Killer Mike Hates Everything or whatnot. Yeah. Like he's funny as shit. Yeah, and he's super smart too. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> so, that part and that's, too. And that's the cool dynamic of listening to a Run the Jewels album that. There's points where it's it's funny. It's points where it's sad and smart and like you're. It's the full dynamic of like, of a of, person of a person. Like, and you and really like LP is right there with him. I don't want to say like LP, whose wife was on her show. Uh, his wife was on her show, and he was in the background making himself a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Go listen to that episode or watch it on the YouTube. or watch it on the YouTube. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, incredible lyricist incredible human like just such a percussive voice and that's the other thing that like i really wanted on all of the rappers that i have on here i wanted their voices to sound like completely unique to them like you know when you're listening to killer mike i was like the song that killer mike is on on that album he sticks out and the dudes that he's on that on that song with are fucking jay-z and big boy and it's like he's the third dude he's the third he's the dude you want to google because you know, you knew Big Boy, you knew Jay Z, but who the fuck's this dude? And, yeah, and like that to me was like super impressive. Yeah, and I think I know what song you're talking about too. And like, I can't just remember bring, the name of that song. I can't either. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, this is a f- more of a free flowing fucking episode. But um, I don't have notes in front of me. But um, for him, like it was just like you can tell, you can you can hear that hunger, you know, and that's what what separated him from fucking Big Boy and jay-z on that track which is like oh dude this guy sounds hungry like he's about to yeah. eat your face like he off. literally sounds like he every time dude he sounds like he's like about to fight mm-hmm. like he literally sounds like this dude is talking to me like he's gonna beat the shit out of me like mm-hmm. he just sounds mean like that and that's unique to him and like i really appreciate that so he's my number 10 sweet uh my number 10 i was very surprised that he made it on and this is kind of like one of those ones from childhood the, and I took a break from listening to him all the way up until maybe more like last like four or five years or whatnot, right? Uh, it's Dubsy. Um, and those of you uh, familiar with the West Coast or whatever, you might know his group that he's popular, known for is a West Side Connection. Uh, as well as, you know, he's had, you know, solo albums and whatnot, you know, and with Nate Dogg singing the track and whatnot, and Snoop Dogg's on and whatnot. But uh, where I think. I really enjoy. Yes, I love Bow Down, you know, that album Bow Down and whatnot, like the super group with Ice Cube and Mac 10 or whatever, right? Uh, but one of the best fucking groups that's from the West Coast that does not get as much love as it needs to is Dub C and the Mad Circle. Like, go on your Apple Music, go on your Spotify and whatnot, look up those first two albums. Those are bona fide West Coast classics. Like, some of those beats on there. <laughs> are like the foundations like we are you talk about dr dre or you can talk about dj quick and warren g as some of the best producers or whatever but some of those beats that he helped fucking co-produce or whatnot yeah. are fucking some of the foundations of like underground fucking west coast gangster rap and so go dub c in the mad circle and the guy could just flat out rap i remember like on the fuck the whole purpose of making the west side connection was to show that like, hey, the West Coast can rap too. Because, you know, during the whole East Coast, West Coast beef and whatnot, it was all about like, oh, West Coast rappers are all about fucking pretending that they're gangsters and, you know, all about partying and whatnot. There's no substance to their music and they can't even rap, right? Like that was a whole argument from the East Coast. <clears throat> and like Dub C was just like, hey, I can go toe to toe with anybody. And he was even calling out people like heavy hitter, heavy hitters like fucking Common. 
And to this day, like I listen to some of those like fucking some of that shit that like, he was spitting. I was like, dude, that's that is right up there with common. Who is considered like I was I looked up a few like top ten all time lists and whatnot of like yeah, best yeah. MCs. Common makes appearances on. I'm like, dude, this guy. I mean, he's a legit fucking crip, but he can also fucking fucking kill you on the mic as well too. So I was just like. That's why he made my top 10, just because of that whole body of work from, like, the early 90s to the mid-90s, even his, like, later stuff that, yeah, he's not going to get as much shine as, as an Ice Cube or whatnot, but it's just a good, just as good, if not better. I feel you. Um, did you ever listen to that D-Smoke D album I told you to listen to? Yeah, I did. Dude, as you were saying that, I was like, dang, dude, that D-Smoke album, like, feels like it's from that time period and mm -hmm. that's probably why i love it so much but yeah dude uh, sorry d smoke is not on my list <laughs> but uh, i just wanted <laughs> to honorable mention honorable mention he he's on there uh next guy another dude who is 50 percent of a group and that's probably why these guys went down the list uh because th their most notable works are 50 percent of a group there's andre 3000 okay. uh, i had to put him at number nine not because you know any other reason that he is he, i i think that he ne he needs big boy to balance him out i think he's fantastic lyrically super smart oh yeah fucking clever like there's moments that he he just says things that are just like dang that was so fucking smooth and the way i i talked about um about uh killer mike where it's like he sounds like he's about to fight you every time i think i think andre 3000 his voice i don't know why but his voice always reminds me of a piano like wow. it it sounds like to me it's like it, pianos to me are always like very beautiful like you can do a lot of the same things you can do with the guitar or you can with the piano it's essentially like the same like yeah instrument just different but pianos always have like this very like like what makes jazz piano so beautiful is that it's just it gives you like this spectrum of like things that you can't really do with the guitar and I always think that that's Andre 3000's voice. Like, if you listen to Andre 3000's voice and the way that he flows, like, it's very piano. Like, it's you can't duplicate that with the guitar. You can't duplicate it with anything. It's it's just very beautiful. Um, I think the whole Stink Oni album is, like, wow, what, yeah. to me, it's, like, that's the album that came out when I think I was a freshman in high school when that album came out. Mm -hmm. And so, right. like, it was and even though they'd been around for a while like don't get me wrong like their early yeah. their early work is fantastic too but when that album came out and like bombs or baghdad came out i was like god damn this does not sound like anything else like there was nobody else doing this uh -huh. that album is a fucking classic like and not only that like and i'll get into it when he makes his appearance on my list but they did add elements that were already in the culture, right? They like they were Stankonia is basically their take on Parliament Funkadelic, which was the basis for G Funk, right? Mm -hmm. But like G Funk by this time in the early two thousands, like it had already been done and like it had gone over to like fucking the mainstream and fucking Madonna was doing G Funk, you know, like so it had already like run its course and whatnot. So, like, George Clinton, by default, like, had run his course. And when yeah. Stankonia came, it's like, oh, no, here's a different take on the P-Funk. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a really fresh album, man. Like, oh, yeah. So fresh, some cleans on it. But, yeah. like, <laughs> like, I mean, even, like, Bombs Over Baghdad, if you listen to it, like, there's, like, a choir in there. There's guitar work in there. Yeah. It's all over the place. Like, it's a super fast beat. Like, it's, it, it, um, there's, like, a, a music... It, 
music style from the south called like spazzing mm-hmm. and like it's not really like the most popular thing but like it, it clearly is influenced by like that style as well where like like spazzing is kind of like its own like it'll have like weird drum beats like and like like you wouldn't hear that in hip-hop but they incorporated some of that and then even later on like when big boy does his solo album they incorporate that too but um like that to me is like the uniqueness like musically outcast has always been super unique mm-hmm. but andre 3000 like adding that like to me like adding a jazz piano on top of that is like the beautiful aspect of 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 that album so if i am gonna recommend an album i'd go with fucking Angonia. Uh, stankonia yeah nice all right my number nine um i this this dude almost was on my honorable mention just because of what you said about megan the stallion how it was like the 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 amount of work isn't there yet and his last album was like okay but i had to remember like oh he had a whole fucking catalog of underground albums that the mainstream doesn't really acknowledge that i was like oh yeah there's that album there's that song and this song i was like oh yeah he has to be on the list. Uh, number nine, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, and what I'm talking about is most people get into Kendrick, um, yeah. Good Kid, Mad City, which we both will probably agree is yeah, a classic yeah. album. Probably deserves its own episode. I later think on he has album. plenty of albums. Yeah, I, that's I what disagree I, with you on that. No, no, no. That's what that was my point. It was yeah. just like you think about it, like his career, quote unquote, starts at Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, yeah. Then you got Pimp a Butterfly and Damn, and then his newer one and whatnot, right? But then you go back, you're like, oh, wow, there's Section 80. And then there's, like, all these other underground albums that's like that I actually like better, right? Like, Section 80, to me, is my favorite fucking Kendrick Lamar album. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, my favorite song is High Power and all this shit and whatnot. But it's like, the dude can just flat out rap. Yeah, he's a West Coast artist. Yes, he's another Dr. Dre protege, which will be a theme throughout my list and whatnot. But the dude can just flat out rap. And... When another rapper makes his appearance, he's on the same track as that rapper who got his credibility by killing legends like Jay-Z and Nas and Biggie like on their own tracks and whatnot. Those two were on the same track at one point, and I was like, God damn, he's right up there with him. So it's just like, how could I not put Kendrick Lamar on there? Plus, he's deep as shit. Like, you listen to a Kendrick Lamar song, yeah. like, he's not just talking about nothing 99% of the time. There's always a purpose to what he's saying. And to me, that, like, that really, the older I get, that plays more importantly into why I like the music that I like. Like, you gotta, you gotta tell me something. You can't just be talking about just free associate. That's why Inspect the Deck is, like, an honorable mention. Yeah, it's cool that you can, like, cleverly, like, rhyme words together. But if you're not saying nothing, then I'm sorry. Like, I can't yeah, listen yeah. to you every day. I I will forever have, like, the softest spot in my heart for a good Kid Matt City. I, uh, it came out at, for me, it came out at the most perfect time in my life. It, like, just reminds me of, like, summer nights, I guess, and, like, being young and being, like, dumb and, like, yeah. And, like, it's, it's super, like, it, to me, it's fucking, iconic like i love that album it is a goddamn shame that i think macamore whatever the dude that thrift store shopping song oh yeah he won the grammy for best hip-hop album and then like the same time that that album was out it's like what a fucking joke yeah um yeah i don't know he's on my list too but um 
I, I I do think I do agree with you. He would have been higher on my list too. That because his, I think I think I, I'm still disappointed in Damn. Like Damn is not. I don't think it's a very good album. <laughs> and like I know that he he redeems himself a little bit after that, but I just thought, you know, whenever you follow up Good Kid, Matt City, and the Pimple Butterfly, and then you release Damn, like Damn was eventually you were gonna get the dud. And I think Dam is kind of a dud. And so, like, I could see why that... I, I do think that even his, like, B-Sides album is, like, incredible. Like, dude, his B-Sides album is better than Dam. Mm-hmm. And, like, his work on the Black Panther soundtrack is Yeah, we were just listening like, to that at the barbershop, actually. Yeah, like, like he's he's just really, really good. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good guy. I mean, you put him up against anybody. It's just, like, it's hard to say that that other person's going to fucking be able to beat this guy at a rap battle. It's yeah. just like that. You got that aspect of it, and then, like I said, just as a person, like you said with Killer Mike, like, what are you saying? You know what I'm saying? And, like, he doesn't say stuff, like, where it's very explicit. Like, sometimes there's layers to it. Sometimes there's metaphors that you got to peel back. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate about uh, Kendrick as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. He's on my list, too, so I don't want to spoil the lead because I have, you Plenty know, more to say. Plenty more to say. Uh do you want me to do mine? Number eight? eight? Yeah. Number eight, you probably might say he's a little low on my list, but he's not he's a guy that like I I feel like just had to be on the list and being a West Coast guy, like he had to be on there, but this is my number eight. This is I put Tupac on my number eight. Uh just iconic. I mean, <laughs> what else <laughs> can you say about him? Like, I think for me, all eyes on me was like the, the shit when when we were elementary kids you know yeah. like if you didn't have all eyes on me it you was shit yeah it was just you just weren't like it was you either cool or you weren't cool and like having all eyes on me made you cool or not cool yeah it was like that big of an album and um i even to this day like you know you you go to a you go to a dodgers game or you go to any california team game right at one point they're gonna play california love like it's just gonna happen and the fact that as soon as it comes on, everybody's feeling it. Everybody's fucking like nodding their head, like yeah, yeah, like this is the fucking shit. That's the power of Tupac. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is is the point where like now he is that legendary that he's just getting played at sports. You know, like yeah. like the way like you know when we were younger, like we will rock you. Used to play, correct? You yeah, know, like he's that level he's now. Queen status. Yeah, he's queen status. Where it's just like this is. This is fucking stadium style. It's a staple of culture. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. I love that it feels so fucking California. Like, obviously, if some we were living in Nebraska, I probably wouldn't feel this. But like, there's something very California about it. There's something. um, I talked about how much I love going to like the Galaxy Games or whatever because it, those two things just feel so melded together to me. The palm trees, the subject matter, the thing that he's so like. He's kind of a, you know, California became his adopted home and, like, turned it into, like, I don't want to say his identity, but a big part of what you think of when you think of Tupac, you think West Coast, you think West Coast rapper, you think G-Funk, you think those beats by Dre and, like, him rapping over that. Yeah. Um, I guess Dr. Dre would have been another honorable mention. I don't have him on my list just because I consider him a better producer than rapper. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But anyways, I just I just thought about that right now. But and anyways, but yeah, to me, it's like, all Eyes on Me was that album that, like, 
that really like cemented Tupac. I do think that his body of work is kind of short lived. Like obviously he died, <laughs> so like <laughs> he died know, at twenty five. Yeah. yeah, so he he dies young, and um, there's guys on my list that like have a, a bigger body of work. Like, he technically Kendrick Lamar has more body of work than Tupac. He does, yeah. So like there's guys um, that just have a bigger body of work that I thought, but for the most part. Tupac's rhymes still, in my opinion, hold up so well. Politically, like, they're still there. They're still relevant yeah. emotionally. Everything that's happening in the culture, there's a reason why people reference Tupac so much, and it's because he's still so relevant. Anyways, that's my number eight. Yeah, I don't want to say too much because he comes Yeah, up I'm sure, yeah. Somewhere wanna... on my list. I won't say where. Uh, but okay, my number eight. Um, I'm sure he comes up on your list a little bit later. Uh, don't get mad at me because he's so low on my list. But uh, I had to put Nas on here. Right. Uh, Nas, in my opinion, for the time that he came out, uh, he could have gone down. Like if he would have passed away early, like a Tupac or whatever. Yeah. If it, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, he could have gone down as the best, most talented rapper to ever have lived. But yes, of course, you know put out more music and whatnot and it kind of you know i don't want to say uh, he starts doing some dad raps after a while yeah but i mean it <laughs> it does tarnish the legacy a little bit and um but i mean for for what it's worth that body of work i mean you start your whole career with illmatic which from top to bottom is like one of the best lyrical albums of all time. I mean, some people put it as the best hip-hop album of all time. I, I'm not one of those people. But then you follow it up with um, It Was Written. Um, fucking, I love that fucking album. Yeah. Where, you know, If I Ruled the World with Lauren Hill. Like, to me, like, that's one of my favorite fucking songs of all time. And he shows you more, he's more than just like some, like some backpack rapper and whatnot. Yeah, that's cool. That was cool on Illmatic and whatnot, right? But, like, as he progresses, like, all the way up through, like, the early 2000s, like, he gives you different sides of the coin. A lot like a Tupac, right? And I think that's why him and Tupac initially had beef. You listen to the Machiavelli album or whatever, like, you know, Tupac accuses him of basically being a East Coast version of him and whatnot, right? And, um, but to me, like, I think that's just, I, I love those type of artists, you know, that can show you different sides yes you know to make like a rock analogy yeah it's cool if you can like just shred like an Ingbe mom's team or whatever right but you also got to have fun with it like an eddie van halen and that's how you get a person like a dimebag daryl who can just show you all different sides of the coin and whatnot right so that's where i was with with nas putting him on my list where it's just like oh yeah he can fucking be- like like a kendrick lamar he can go toe to toe with just about anybody if you push the wrong buttons jay-z he will fucking murder you with an ether or whatnot, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like, he can give you something that's super heartfelt. He can talk to you about the culture, about, you know, the black experience, all sorts of different things. Uh, I Gave You Power, like, song like that, where he's basically talking about, like, a gun and stuff like that. But, like, all these things, all these different fucking just tools out of the bag that he can pull out. I'm just like, God damn. Again, yeah, he's at number eight just because I feel like, you know, the latter part of his career kind of falters a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I can't remember um, what that name of that album was where he's, uh, after he goes to a divorce with Khalees, is it the, the Good Life or This Is The Life or whatever, the one where he's holding Khalees' green dress on his lap. I do think that that was a turning point for him because after that he 
really starts to, I don't want to say make dud albums, but that was back in like 2007. Mm-hmm. So that was, it's been about like over 12 years now that he's been like, he does have one really, really good album. And if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. So there's one album where, um, uh, Kanye West makes all his beats and it's only like six songs long. Okay. I can't, it's the one that has all the kids holding the machine guns. Oh in the yeah, 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 yeah. That is incredible. Like that to me, it was like, um, I think for, for, for most people, um, Nas is one of the best rappers of all time that has some of the worst beats of all time. Yeah, I agree. And he has some of the most boring beats, but his voice, and this is my opinion, he has the best rapper's voice ever. And I think that he just, just, that's the thing to me. Like that, he's that good that he, his beats are so fucking whack. <laughs> like some, <laughs> sometimes, like I think it's Stillmatic. If you listen to Stillmatic, um, it's, it's a really good album, but for the most part, it has some of the most forgettable, boring beats on there. And it's just like, he's single-handedly carrying that album with his voice and like his lyrics and everything about him. But he does come up on my list, so yes. I won't say too much about him. All right, number seven, Art. Uh, let me look at my list here. Let me put my password in here. Uh, number seven. Oh, okay. I knew this guy. Would, I had to make the list. Uh, Eminem is my number seven. Uh, Eminem, another guy, another one of those uh, Dr. Dre guys. Dr. Dre produced beats um, ahead of Tupac because he has way more music. Mm-hmm. Similar to Nas, though, he does kind of like fizzle out. He kind of has a little re- re- redemption moments there, but in my opinion, he does fizzle out. For me, yeah. a lot of the good Eminem stuff is his, you know, Early. the real Slim Shady, the Marshall Matters uh, LP. Like those albums, when came out i think i was a sophomore not a sophomore sorry i was in junior high when that came out and those albums were like i couldn't believe like i I couldn't believe that that shit was like happening like he was that that big of a star he was like trl guy yeah and yet he was putting out these like super massive iconic albums you didn't even realize how iconic they were so you go back now and like you know now they're releasing the 25th year anniversary (laughs) of all these fucking albums and it's like damn dude like it was that fucking amazing um i never seen him live but he is a dude i would love to see live oh yeah definitely um yeah um just his flow is incredible he's one of the he's one of the smartest rappers because he's been able to evolve over time a lot of rappers have trouble evolving and he Correct. is one of the guys that has evolved sometimes he evolves into like shit categories um, which like kind of like eh, I don't know where this is going, a uh, little too logic sounding, <laughs> but like you know. But for the most part, he his voice is iconic, his sound is iconic, his lyrics are iconic. Even when he gets into politics, his politics kind of are coming from the perspective of Eminem. Like mm-hmm. he's not trying to like change the world with his politics. He's just giving the perspective of like frustrated Eminem. Like he understands that Eminem is almost the character that he's playing. And, like, you know, he's Marshall Matters. But Eminem, you're getting the perspective of Eminem on there. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty genius. Like, I really, really love what he's doing. Even when people try to cancel him for being, like, homophobic back in the day or whatever and all this stuff. Like, that's, like, every rapper. Like, you would have to cancel, like, 90% of every rapper that rapped in the 90s, 80s, like... Yeah. You know, besides Will Smith, like everyone else is getting canceled. <laughs> but he canceled himself in a different way. Yeah. 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 
Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I would say if there was one, the Marshall Matters LP, like that's definitely the one that was like the most groundbreaking one that that you know. And it, and it followed up the 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 real slim shady LP, which is not fucking bad at all. Like that album yeah. is really good. I remember that was actually the album that kind of made Dr. Dre cool again. Yeah. Like all of a sudden Dr. Dre's like on this dude's album, like, dude, Dr. Dre's cool again. We gotta start listening <laughs> to Dr. Dre. And then Dr. Dre puts out the chronic two thousand and one and it's like, damn, dude, like it was a it was a wild time to be young, dude. But like yeah. but yeah, anyways, Eminem. Number seven? Yeah. All right. Uh my number seven, I know this is gonna piss you off, uh, to no end, but uh I I like this guy a lot. And I know we disagree. If you uh-huh. listen to the Patreons, uh, we go back and forth about this all the time. Uh, but my number seven is Exhibit. Oh, damn. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm i an Exhibit fan. I don't give a fuck what Art says. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, this guy, he comes out like in 96, right? And I mentioned Nas getting dissed on the Machiavelli album. And that is blast. That, it doesn't piss me off that he's on your list. It's just like he somehow made it above Nas. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm just personal. <laughs> yeah, it's no, personal. I, I get you. I get you. It's personal uh, place because, like, I, I looked at it, too, and I was like, really? I'm going to put him above Nas? And I'm like, okay, song for song. I, I just like him more. Like, it's, I just like him more. And there's more moments where I'm yeah, just, like, yeah, I love I rapping along to his shit, right? So he comes out in 96. He gets, he's one of the people that does get dissed on the Machiavelli album or whatever for a song called Paparazzi or whatnot, right? And um, for years, I was like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is that's saying Paparazzi or whatever, right? And then I go back, you know, the internet's invented and whatnot. And, you know, I'm introduced to albums called At the Speed of Life, 40 Days and 40 Nights. And I'm like, oh my God, how is this guy not talked about more, right? Like, and the, what got me into him was a song called What You See Is What You Get. It's like one of my favorite music videos of all time, right? And this guy is just killing it, like, like an Eminem, like a Kendrick Lamar, like a Nas and whatnot, just kills it, right? But has like that hard, gritty, fucking sounding voice. And I know you said it a lot, like, oh, what separates him from like a DMX or a Ja Rule with that gritty voice? Well, it's his lyrical content. This guy can fucking spit. And a lot like Kendrick Lamar, like he's actually saying stuff. Like there's uh, The Foundation, the song called The Foundation, where he's talking about becoming a new father and he spits this line and i look at my kid all the time and this pops up into my head every single time like i see my kid who looks exactly like how i did like when i was a baby and whatnot and some of the stuff that my kids into like i was into like when i was a kid and he says like it's like i'm living twice at the exact same time like that line just fucking hits me through the heart every time i look at my kid and it's just like oh my god exhibit he's full of like those gems like on his first two albums then of course like dr dre gets you know a hold of him and whatnot and he you know puts out like restless and he becomes like a very west coast rapper right like he becomes you know like a uh like a dub c or a mac 10 or whatever and like he just keeps going and going and going and going until he finally gets onto like pimp my ride and this is where art fucking falls mm-hmm. off of the the conversation or whatever but like still like man versus machine like that's still a great album and to me, like, he's just somebody that just resonates with me. Uh, kind of like like an Ice Cube light, but just has better lyrics. Hey, man, it's a personal list. I don't have to agree with it. That's all I got to say. I got nothing to add. He, uh, he, he does not make my list. Doesn't appear later <laughs> on. does not show up. <laughs> I'll check my number one spot, but does not make it. Sorry, I'm not. Um, yeah, no, I mean, 
all valid points. I'm not saying anything. Um, I like that one music video where he like goes grocery shopping, or <laughs> <laughs> he like has to go pick up milk for his daughter or something, and then there's like a war outside, and he's just walking through a war to go. Oh, pick what up. you see what is what you get. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty clever music video. That's all I have to add to the conversation on this. Okay, what's your number six then, Art? Uh, uh, let's take a look here. I, I didn't memorize my list here. Uh, let's see. Number six. Uh, number six is Kendrick Lamar. Nice. Uh, so Kendrick Lamar, I just realized I went pretty like Dr. Dre here, uh, three in a row here. But uh, Kendrick Lamar, pretty much everything you said about him earlier, I'd say it again. I think those two albums back-to-back, um, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly and um, Good okay. Kid, Matt City, like that time period was such a great time period in my life that like they just I, I was I was just like in, in awe with Kendrick Lamar like I could not believe that he was putting out these albums to tie it into the Tupac thing if you listen to the Kendrick to the to the to Pimp a Butterfly album he's giving you these little poems in between each song which you know where he leaves you off in the poem ties into the next song which is beautiful which at the end of the album you realize that he's been reading this poem to Tupac which is the, t- the poem is about Tupac the album was originally supposed to be called to pimp a caterpillar which is supposed to be like two P-A-C Tupac um, the whole album is like this Tupac underbelly thing and this shows you kind of where Tupac fits into the narrative of like modern day hip hop where it's like he's that influential that he influenced this other hip hop classic album to pimp right. a butterfly um, and you know just his his song even even though i'm not a big fan of damn i still think damn has some high points and yeah man i i i will never give up that you know that that um good kid matt city was robbed of a grammy yeah the grammys like that if you want something to validate that the grammys are a fucking joke that's it right right there. there yeah um yeah he was robbed um you know that to me has been like one of the greatest hip hop albums of the last like 10 15 years or whatever you know it's it's up there and, and that's why he's on my list because he's just that iconic and that important to hip-hop and to add to that uh, everything that i said about him earlier but he was kind of the evolution of west coast hip-hop for a while it was wherever dr dre well, i mean he is a dr dre protege technically but for a while it was like okay dr dre has to come out with a new album and redefine what the what it is to be west coast or whatever right he did it with nwa then he cleared the path and made the chronic 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 2001 and then from there it was all, everybody just kind of like rehashing like whatever like you know dr dre with 2001 or whatever it wasn't until like kendrick lamar comes out where it's just like oh this is a guy that like i would hang out with you know that's like hey man I, i'm here from la i moved to bakersfield now kind of thing right where it's just like he's so genuinely west coast but he's not a west coast stereotype yeah. But he embody he still embodies everything that's LA, everything that is West Coast. And it's that natural progression of like, no, we're not in ninety two anymore. No, we're not in the two thousand and one anymore. We're we're in two thousand twenty two and this is where we're at as a culture on the West Coast and whatnot. So for me, like that's what that's what Kendrick represents as well. Like he's the evolution of where the West Coast is currently at right now. Yeah, I I I agree. I think that he's he's super important to music as a whole like not even like hip-hop music but like he's just that important like he's he just played the fucking super bowl like yeah. <laughs> he's he's like that big now that he's 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 
he's important to just music as a whole, not just hip hop anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, toe to toe goes up to with every single dude that's on my list. I think he can go toe to toe with every single. That'd be like a wet dream if I can get every single dude on this list and make an album together. But um, there's talks of him and the another dude that that are, is on my list that were supposed to work together. But um, but yeah, no, he's he's incredible, man. Like if I, I if you if you're like I I don't know which one to start with, I would start with Good Kid, Mad City because like that to me is like the perfect flow of an album, and then you can work your way backwards or forwards from there. But Good Kid, Mad City to me is like perfect. That is a classic. We can both yeah. agree on that. All right, number six for me. Uh, you already popped up on your list. Uh, for me, I was surprised he was this low on my list because I think so highly of this rapper. Um, he's one of the only exceptions of a non-West Coast rapper on here as well. Uh, is Andre 3000 from Outcast. Pretty much everything that you said, I just love everything about him from the wit of his lyrics. Uh, Wheels of Steel. I love that fucking song. Everything that he's talking about there. I know you mentioned Stankonia, um, but... Uh, Equimini. Equimini. I knew it. You seem like an Equimini guy. I'm an, actually ATLians oh, guy. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. No, I love Equimini. Yeah. To me, to me, Outkast, like, they're one of those... They're like... I don't want to say Black Sabbath, but they remind me of, like, an old school, like, 70s or 80s, like, metal band. Yeah, yeah. That had, like, your first five albums are classics or whatever, like yeah. Black Sabbath or Metallica, where it's just, like, Southern Playlisted Cadillac music is a fucking classic. AT Aliens is a classic. Uh, Quemini is a classic. Stankonia is a classic. Yeah. And, I mean, whatever people think dude, about when those- Rosa Parks came out, dude, didn't that shit, like, fucking... Dude, when Rosa Parks came out, not only was I, like, dude, this video's cool, because they're, like, rapping, like, from the perspective of, like... I think they were, like, glued to the camera or some yeah, weird yeah. shit like that, but, like, like... <laughs> The Rosa Parks, like, everybody moved to the back of the bus. Like, it was uh-huh. like, dude, you, you literally turned something that actually happened in history into, like, this, like, amazing, like, dance, hip-hop, like, thing with, like, a thing of, like, of, of like, holding the black race down. Like, and you just tied it in all in so perfectly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it could only be you guys that do this. And Correct. It's, like, and genius. it embodied, to me... We mentioned how fucking Kendrick holds it down for the West Coast. Yeah. They embody, partic- in particular, both sides of the coin, right? Big Boy and fucking Andre. They are both sides of what Southern hip-hop is, right? They mm. buy- That's why they work so well. But, like, Andre, like, he is just, like, that genuine, like, just Southern gentleman. Like, that Southern fucking, like, oh, you don't be taken a Like, kind of reminds me of fucking uh, Doc Holliday and fucking Tombstone or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're just like, don't take, you know, this, this Southern accent for a weakness. Like, dude, I am fucking like as quick as a whip. Like, like all, like all these fucking things and whatnot, right? And he he can hold his again. This is another theme here too. He can hold his own with anybody on this list, with an Eminem, with a Kendrick Lamar, yeah. with a Rakim. Like, I'll even put him up there, right there, like with a Rakim who doesn't yeah. unfortunately makes my list as well. Anybody from the Wu Tang Clan, but he does it also too with personality. And, like, that's a big thing for me as well, too. Like, yeah, like, you mentioned it with Nas. Like, there's a lot of backpacky rappers and whatnot, like, who just have, like, this, like, amazing flow or whatever, right? But they're just, like, so monotone. And I'm like, I can't get into that because there's no personality. But Andre, he has everything that any backpack, you know, East Coast rapper would have. 
but he, on top of that he has his personality like turned up to 11 and like to me I, I appreciate that so much he's like George Clinton but like that had sex with like Rakim's mom and shit right <laughs> and like this is like the southern fucking yeah. love child of that yeah no I mean they embody Atlanta Atlanta I mean people talk about like southern rap they are I always view them as Atlanta rap like Atlanta is very specific them like they are very much a a like subculture of rap music is Atlanta that's rap that's true and they they live up to that and like weird is welcome in Atlanta rap and they embody that even like Killer Mike like Killer Mike is another Atlanta rapper guy yep. um so dang I just realized like everything I'm putting on here is either West Coast or Atlanta rap oh besides <laughs> Eminem that dude's Detroit yeah but um but yeah like that is like a weird little like pocket of like hip-hop where it's like it's its own little thing kind of like memphis rap too yeah but like atlanta rap is a little bit like more like pretty at which i it's, it sounds like it's a negative but it's more ta- colorful but i think it's yeah it's pretty and beautiful it looks like a like a bouquet of flowers like, like a pe- like a southern peach tree yeah, like it's, georgia it's, peach it's tree. absolutely beautiful dude yeah so yeah. Number six, Andre 3000. Agreed, man. I agreed. I wish I could have had him higher, but I just I couldn't do it, man. Yeah. I, I've, a lot of why he's so low in my list is because of Big Boy. Like Big, I feel like there's a beauty to him and Big Boy working mm-hmm. together. Same thing with Killer Mike. Like him and LP working together, there's a beauty like to what they're doing. Uh, so I did Kendrick Lamar as my number six. Uh, my number five. This is a dude. You might not agree. You might be like, how the fuck did this guy get ahead of Tupac? Again, this is my personal list here. Uh, it's a dude that I've been a fan of for, for many years. Earl Logic. Sweatshirt. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I wish I had Logic. Uh, okay. But it's Earl Sweatshirt. A dude that started off as like a, the odd future pack of kids who were just a bunch of misfit kids. Um, Ty, the creator, was a group of pack of all these kids. Um but I think even back then, they knew their cash cow was going to be Earl Sweatshirt. He was the most lyrically gifted guy. He was their best flowing guy. He was the guy with the best musical ideas, even more so, in my opinion, than, than Tyler, the creator. I don't know if you know the history of like how important <laughs> he was, but like they basically needed to bail him out of like going to boot camp to like join the army and they were like we can't do it like you, we need earl sweatshirt to complete this group or else we're not going to get signed because he was like a it was a package deal wow like if earl sweatshirt's not in it then we can't do it so like they literally had to call his mom and get his mom to like sign him out of like going to boot camp and get him out of there and send him back to la to like become odd future but really he becomes himself when he is he goes solo like odd future ends like they all do their like goofy like anti-christ thing when they're all odd future then he really comes into himself puts out doris which i think is beautiful but still kind of immature he wouldn't have made this list if he only had doris i think the thing that really separates him and every other guy on this list even my number one guy on this list is that he taps into a element of like darkness which is not really heard in hip-hop like you don't hear darkness in hip-hop no it's usually party and like you know like politics and deepness and things like that but never darkness and this guy has an album called I Don't Like Going Out. I Don't Like Shit. I Don't Like Going Outside. I might have said that backwards. But anyways, um, that album to me is like, is darkness. Like, it sounds dusty. It sounds like he's literally like in an empty apartment in LA, like recording, like 
in this like bout of depression like it sounds like that like it literally sounds like he doesn't like shit he doesn't like going outside like it's it's literally like here are all these things that are like wrong and like i can't it's like literally the downward spiral in hip-hop form and i had never heard something like that before and that to me is like and the fact that he didn't because it was so like critically acclaimed and everyone's like this is fucking genius his follow-ups have not been that they've you know there's been darkness in them but like he didn't want to give people an encore to that like it wasn't supposed to be a show like it's like this is some real shit like i'm really dealing with this and it's really dark it's not he's not trying to give you the suicide hotline number to make your day better <laughs> like he's literally just battling his demons as, as you go along kind Which, of thing yeah and i think it's beautiful like it's it's one of the most beautiful albums it's not something that you're gonna be able to play at a party but it was like it was incredible and um yeah, I just think he's he's just incredible. Even now, like his, he hasn't put out a dud album in my opinion. All of his albums are strong. I sometimes I go on YouTube and like YouTube like Earl Sweatshirt like lyric like breakdowns because like his rhyme patterns are insane. Like they're rhyming shit that shouldn't rhyme, r- putting flows together that don't make sense like in time signatures. But it's like it's beautiful. It's so catchy and it gets stuck with you. And you're just like fuck. I can't believe like that thing that didn't make any goddamn sense like just made sense like um even going back to his early work there's a line that says like um i'm as hard as ben's card is knees cartilage and like he says it <laughs> in such a like weird way where it's just like it's so catchy but at the same time it's like he rhymes it like almost like it's like fucking like melting glue like i'm as hard as me i can't even say it the way he says it but it's yeah, like yeah. you get the gist of it but like incredible like i just i love Earl sweatshirt i nice think he's super touch. underrated and uh i love the guy so nice i'll have to check more of that out to see if uh we do a part two and i have to amend the <laughs> list but <clears throat> i love that uh my number five uh you already appeared on your list as well another dr dre guy <laughs> uh is eminem and eminem is like one of those artists i'll flat out say it when he first came out in 97 i want to say it was 97 or 98 it was, yeah. so it was, I think it was ni- well i think he he had been out for a couple of years but yeah he really got into the yeah. scene around 98 yeah when hi my name is came yeah. out whatever, right i fucking hated eminem i thought he wow. was wow i thought because hi my name is or whatever I, to this day i still that's one of the eminem songs i do not like i i do not like hi my name is or whatever right and you got to understand where hip hop was at that time when My Name Is came out is you were a gangster rapper, you were Master P, <laughs> or you were um, yeah. a New York, you know, hip hop fucking backpack, you know, rapper or whatever, right? Like, which is another term I'll define, you know, another episode or whatever, right? But if you know, you know, you know, right? That, that's pretty much where you lived at, yeah. right? Like, th- those were your neighborhoods that you lived in or whatever, right? And if you were a white rapper, you were Vanilla Ice or Snow. Snow, I remember Snow, yeah. Or you were the Beastie Boys making real hip-hop, but you weren't considered hip-hop by the hip-hop community. And for some reason, you were being played on rock radio. So somehow you were alternative rock, even though you were making uh, fucking (laughs) hip-hop music or whatever, right? I still think about this to this day. Like, Beastie Boys won like something like an MTV music award or a Grammy or something for best hip hop song for uh, intergalactic or whatever. And Mary G Mary J Blige was uh, presenting it 
and she read it and she goes beastie boys and she like just yeah. it was very like oh that's kind of weird i mean that i don't want to say i i don't know anything about that i didn't see that moment i didn't know that moment happened but like beastie boys are one of those things that like from the 80s like they were right there with like run, run DMC. dmc and ll cool j like they're right there like they're hip-hop royalty like if you don't know them they're not on my list because they're i don't think i think as a trifecta it's good but i'm not gonna single one out of the mca group. Yeah. yeah you know I'm, I'm right there with you but that's where we were in in hip-hop or whatever right like and basically what i'm saying is is if you were white or mexican or asian yeah, yeah. or whatever right like you that that's how the chips fell you were a novelty act or like your alternative rock, even though you're making hip hop or whatever, right? But when Eminem came out, like he's like, yeah, he looked like a novelty act with my name is, but that was the song that lured you in, right? Or lured other people in because it was huge fucking mega fucking song yeah. or whatever, right? But then you get into it, right? He has songs where he's talking about everything you're talking about with Earl Sweatshirt. He's talking about his depression where, you know, these food stamps don't buy diapers. You know, my baby's mom is fucking, you know, driving me insane uh, he's talking about fucking his drug addicted mom like all these fucking like problems that a tupac would talk about but from a genuine place he's not pretending to be a fucking gangster or he's hard or he's selling drugs or whatever like he's talking about washing dishes and getting 275 an hour working to detroit or whatever and being you know songs like rock bottom and whatnot and then you know, uh, making the commentary about, you know, uh, drug drug addiction, like in the trailer park and whatnot, right? But but at the same time, giving you funny fucking songs that's talking about fucking raping aliens and shit and all this stuff, right? But doing it, too, also with the lyrical precision of an Inspector Deck or a Jizza or a fucking Rakim or Big Daddy King or whoever you want to yeah. fucking put out there. Like saying, like, oh, yeah, I, guess what, though? I'm also the Michael Jordan of this shit, right? And, and as he evolves, you know, that character Slim Shady, it grows, you know, on the Marshall Mathers LP. And then it grows, like you said, like he's able to evolve like his personality and everything that you said about Eminem earlier. And then not only that, but he gets into, you know, when it gets to that eight mile time frame, when eight mile comes out, he's also producing his own songs. And one song that like always sticks out to me is like my favorite Eminem song is Lose Yourself. Like, to me, like, that is, like, Mike Tyson, like, walking out to the ring and whatnot. Like, you, mentally, you have to kill this. Like, you have to knock this person out in front of you in 28 seconds flat. Like, this is your do-or-die moment or whatever, right? And guess what? He also produced that track also, too. Yeah. So, a lot of people, like, a lot of laymans out there, I, I, I heard, um, I believe, Jordan or somebody say, like, oh, I like this person's beats. I think they were talking about Logic, and I'm not making that as a joke, but it's just like, oh, no, not everybody is Kanye West or Dr. Dre where they both rap and produce, make their own beats. Most of the time they pay somebody, you know, like a Timbaland or a DJ Premier or whatever to make their beats or they, you know, have somebody, you know, in-house like the Dungeon family or whatever, like Outcast Beats or whatever, like somebody makes the beats for them and they just rap over them. Yeah. But Eminem entered this territory like a DJ Quick, like a RZA where he's both lyrically writing these very complex rhymes and stories and whatnot and also making the songs and then producing records for other people as well. And to me, like that is like a fucking talent. Like that's like some Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson shit right there yeah. to be able to that's produce like LP, like LP makes kind of run the jewels, run the jewels. Cause like he knows what he wants. He makes the beats. He like raps over it. And then of course, killer Mike is right there with him. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 
I know what you mean. That that's that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Uh, well, I knew a couple of them. I know he did like one song where he has a Willie Nelson sample, and he has like a high pitch. He just like does that Kanye West thing where he like high pitches the voice. And I thought that song was terrible. I knew he made that song, but I didn't know he. I didn't know he made uh, "Lose Yourself." Yeah. So I mean, but there's other examples of that too. And like for me, like that's where it like really started to click. Where it's like, yeah, okay, you're you're a great rapper, and then. Oh shit! Musically inclined, obviously he went to to the school of Dr. Dre, right? I mean, yeah. how can you not be a good producer? <laughs> you yeah. know, not have him in your corner or whatever. But I, I mean, to me, like that's super hard. Again, it's like a Deion Sanders or a Bo Jackson. That's yeah. I that's an element I didn't talk about in mine. Yeah, I think um um what's that song? Guilty Conscience. <laughs> oh, I love that I song. love that song, dude. Like yeah. that's early Eminem, and like it's it's a fucking banger, dude. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to give a shout out to that song. Um, okay, let me see what my next one is. What number are we? Four. Four. Oh damn, we're in like we're in deep state now, dude. <laughs> All right, dude. All right. So this is personal, personal one now. Uh this guy is J. Cole. J. Cole's my number four guy. Um if you if you're just like, ah, I hear about J. Cole, but I don't know about, you know, whatever, like First of all, he has so many like fucking amazing, amazing albums. The album that actually got me into J Cole, like made me like a fucking J Cole head, is uh is uh For Your Eyes Only, and not because it's like his most critically acclaimed album. Similar to Good Kid, Mad City, that album just came out at the most perfect time in my life. And I think one of the things that he struggles with in that album is, um becoming like good in a relationship and and this is going to sound really dumb because it's like of course you just want to do the right thing or whatever you know but it's like I think when you've been so like like imperfect in relation and relationships are tough like and I think that most people like put them into put relationships into a category of like it's good or it's bad and there's like never any in between I think one of the things that he 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 tackles on that album is rapping from rapping about his relationship his relationship but in like different perspectives and and one of the things that he does is for your eyes only to spoil the album if you've never heard it but he's kind of rapping it from his perspective and from his uh his girlfriend's dad's perspective and so you get to see that perspective of the album and like his her dad who to spoil it has passed away from like gang violence so you get to see like this like fucking gangster like that sold drugs and did all this stuff like be this gangster and then you know like like I don't I won't spoil the very end of the album but it's kind of like this very like art imitating life kind of thing and then him trying to be a, a good person and like just a beautiful album like I listened to that album like on repeat from a drive from like LA back once like three times in a row and I was damn. like and I was like god damn this thing is By like so beautiful no I was I was driving like uh, from Disneyland back to Bakersfield and like um, the girl that I was dating at the time was like she had fallen asleep so I was just listening to it on repeat and I was like this is fucking incredible and like KOD like uh, that's another one of his albums the off season is another one of his albums that's amazing his early work is all amazing like um, Born Sinner like you know be a sin not to bring up that album but he's just incredible and he's a dude that like you know when you when you take his early work a lot of people were kind of saying oh he's gonna be the next uh, 
Drake or the next uh, Jay Z or whatever it may be. Like, and then he totally like flips it, makes a yeah, makes a left turn and decides like, you know what, I'm gonna from now on all my albums aren't gonna be submitted for Grammy approval. They're all gonna be basically like no no um, no major release things on them. They're just gonna be like when I can to put them out. I'm on my own schedule now because he plays in like a he plays in like the for the Shanghai Sharks now. Like yeah. he could be making more money, but he's just like off doing, doing what, he what he wants, wants to, to do. do. Yeah, and like so like I totally love that. I totally respect that about him. His his like he thinks about life in like this very deep way and not in like a douchey like logic kind of way. <laughs> I was gonna say too, like the way Drake wants it. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like what Drake w- wants himself to be presented as, but he's not that guy. Yeah, and like just so many things about him. I just I I, I geeked out over him one time where I was just like, dude, this dude doesn't even own a car. Like this dude bikes everywhere, even though he's like one of the like the biggest rappers out there. This dude's just like fucking like. I'll say this like the last three barbershops like I've been a patron of. Like, they all have, like, pictures of J. Cole in it, right? And, I mean, of course, like, you get the pictures of, like, like Tupac and who else? Like, like Ice Cube was, of course, in there and whatnot, right? Like, the, like and then whatever sports team or whatever that person might want. But, like, you all, I, I just, like, as you were talking, I was like, damn, the last three barbershops, like, I've been a part of or whatever, yeah. right? Like, and that, like the, for a man, like, that, that's a holy grail, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the barbershop. Like, there's been like a f- a feel full on like fucking mural of fucking J Cole somewhere in one of those shops. Yeah, no man, J Cole is like he he's incredible, and I think one of the things that makes him so incredible is there's a song he has called "False Prophets," and he he is like stated many times that he loved Kanye West. Like Kanye West was his dude growing up. Like he was a little kid listening to Kanye West going like this guy's incredible. Like, this is fucking amazing. And then, you know, growing up and then meeting Kanye West and then being like, dude, you're kind of a false prophet, dude. Like you, that song, like meeting your idol kind of thing is like, if you, if you're just like, dude, I don't know about J Cole one, you just need one song, go listen to false prophets. If you need a full album, I think for your eyes only is just beautiful. Like I couldn't imagine like, like, writing an album from that perspective like beautiful and then kod is like a fucking banger kod has a song called kevin's heart which uh i don't know if you know the song but like it's just like to me like that's fucking sad and beautiful at the same time it's like younger art can relate to that shit where it's just like dude you're kind of a douche like uh kind of thing um so just things like that i really i really love about kendrick Kendrick, about j J. Cole. cole and then to tie it into kendrick those motherfuckers are supposed to put an album out together and never happened. So I'm still waiting on that fucking J. Cole Kendrick album to come out. So I saw something not too long ago when Kendrick released that last one he put out that it's still on the table. So Hopefully. I'm still hoping that it, it happens. That and Detox. You're going to be waiting for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When's Detox coming out, dude? Uh, well, I don't know. But according to my, num- my number four, it's still on the table as well. Uh, my number four... Uh, I don't know if he's going to make your list or not, but it's Ice motherfucking cute. Um, you mentioned it kind of like with Tupac, like how California was like his adopted state and whatnot, right? And again, you walk into any barbershop, you know, you'll see some kind of fucking tribute to Tupac. You walk into any barbershop, yeah, you might see a poster or a picture of fucking Ice Cube in there. 
But the thing that like fucking I always take note of is if you're somebody that's like in their late 20s to like early 50s and you're a West Coast dude or whatever, you're a West Coast hip hop dude or whatever, like in that time frame or whatever, right? You're emulating some form of Ice Cube, right? He is the West Coast guy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He is. T- like, there's no fucking dilly-dallying about it. Again, I was watching YouTube videos of uh, certain rappers' top five or whatever to get, like, some kind of, like, you know, perspective or whatever, right? What, who my top five is inspired by, right? And Snoop Dogg said it best. He goes, it's it's Ice Cube. He is the fucking West Coast. Like, it begins and ends with him. Like, fucking straight out of Compton. Like, yeah. that, he wrote that. The song... He, he says, it, he goes, the, the first song, uh, Boys in the Hood, first song, first movie, you know, all that shit, right? He's, he gave you the template of how to be a West Coast star, right? Yeah. And to me, like, that's, okay, that's cool enough, just being a rapper. But, again, like, the shit that he was saying as an 18-year-old, people don't fuck, not even 18, I think he started writing a lot of those songs, like Boys in the Hood, Dope Man, Straight Outta Compton, all those things, like, when he was 16, Fuck the Police, all these are from the perspective of Ice Cube or whatever. And then later on, you know, he you know joins the Nation of Islam and whatnot. And he has, like, you know, different views or whatever. And then he comes back around and whatnot in 96 and, you know, starts doing more friendlier music or <laughs> whatever yeah. I should say to kind of truncate all this. But, like, from any perspective, though, he's giving you his honest thoughts. And these aren't just, like, just random thoughts that just fucking, you know, knee jerk out of his fucking mouth or whatever. Like, you can tell, like, he sat down. He thought about it. He put pen to paper. He rearranged things this way, and he hits it to you hard. There's not one Ice Cube song that you're going to consider soft or whatever, right? No, he's hitting you hard in the eardrum. He's fucking, he, he's like a preacher on Sunday morning, fucking just fucking giving you the fucking truth that you need and whatnot. And I think that's just like why I love fucking Ice Cube, whether it's him fucking being super political, like on America's Most Wanted or Death Certificate or if he's fucking giving you fucking a yay yay fucking like uh, we be clubbing or uh, yeah, yeah or something like that like nothing he does is half-assed and a band that we both like corn uh he made an appearance on follow leader and then they made an appearance at the same time on uh war and peace volume one, one. <laughs> and they were talking about like just his work ethic like he is he's like a drill sergeant like he's like getting everybody in line like hey this is what we're gonna do boom 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 he is just like such a workhorse and they were just like man like we were just so inspired by everything not only is he like our fucking idol you know they did a cover of fucking wicked and whatnot with you know yeah. your dude but it's just like dude like meeting your idols like you said like with j cole and kendrick they were like dude this is somebody like we grew up idolizing as kids and to see him like we're even in person and to see how he works like even fucking inspires us even more and hearing those stories just like i love hearing shit like that because i was like yeah dude like i want to be that guy or whatever that fucking inspires people to fucking be better at whatever they're doing yeah, yeah. and so it's just like ice cube again like i like i said at the beginning of this like he is the west coast yeah no it's I, so i don't have him on my list um he would have been an honorable mention he, I agree with you though. Like he is a guy I thought about putting on, on this list, and he could have been anywhere from like five to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Not because like of any other reason, just like I just, I guess I don't listen to him as much as I used to, and so like I couldn't put him on the list. So like it was just that was it. But yeah, no, he's incredible. I I I I, I mentioned this before on, on an episode where I talked about like the most like perfect hip hop song, and I said like. Um, it was a good day. Like that song, 
embodies a lot of what you would want a hip hop song to be. Like it flows super well. It's yeah. super fucking smooth. It's hard. It's talking about like. And that's his most probably his most laid back song and whatnot. Yeah, but it's still a fucking hit, and you're fucking hard. Yeah, no, it's it's so fucking perfect. Like to me, it's the the perfect hip hop song. It's it's everything you would want in a hip hop song all in one. And to me, it was perfect. But he didn't make my list though. Honorable mention. Yeah. Honorable mention for me for sure though. All right, number three, Art. Uh, number three. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. By the way, did I say that False Prophets was about Kendrick Lamar? Oh, uh. uh Kanye. Kanye. Yeah, you said that, and I was like, oh, I might have misspoke. but Yeah, I misspoke then. Yeah, yeah sorry, my bad. Uh, number three is Nas. I know you brought up Nas. Um, to me, once again, Nas is is the voice. Like, to me, he's his best. He has the best rapper's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that about him. I think politically, I I just I think he embodies everything I, I believe in. Um, I think he's very soulful, thoughtful. You know, even when you when you listen to his later stuff, you know, I think on Stillmatic or yeah, on Stillmatic, he has that, is it, um, I know I can, where he has those little kids. He's like, I know I can be what I want to be. Yeah. I mean like he kind of knew like I'm getting older. I'm not going to be rapping about like, you know, like street dreams are made of it. Like, you know, that era had passed in Nas's career. Even what's that song he did with Puff Daddy? Oh, hate me now. Yeah, like that was his bad era. Like that was his like one where it's like trying to be like all like bling bling guy, but it didn't really work out. Um, I can't even remember what the name of that album is, but um, with a feral head on it. Yeah, yeah it was kind of him trying to be a little bit bling bling, but um, but you know he bounces back and he he does some incredible things. I think his biggest flaw is always going to be that he did not have the best beats behind him, mm-hmm. and. You know, I am, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I, I think that he, he really needed to step that up. If he would have stepped that up, I think he would have been, like, viewed as the best rapper for, for from a lot of people. A lot of the, you know, he's he's up there right now just on lyrics alone, his content, his voice, his consistency, the fact that he's so well-respected by so many people. For a long time, I would say he was my favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I'm trying to think, not... Illmatic, not sorry, not Stillmatic. What's the one he did? Um, oh my God, I'm like blanking out. The, was it King's Disease? It's the one that has a uh, major look on it. Oh, that's uh, Godson. Godson. Oh my God, dude. Godson is like to me. I dude, I had Godson on repeat for like years, man. Like that thing was nonstop on repeat for me. Is Second Childhood on that one or Illmatic? Can't remember. Still mad again? Uh, yeah, I think that's still mad that he has ch- second childhood. Like the thing you mentioned about Exhibit, that to me was one of those things that I couldn't relate to so much then. I understood what he was talking about, but now that I'm older, I see like people that are my age that are still like not over their childhood, I guess. Yeah. And are still trying to go through that second childhood or whatever, and it's kind of sad. And it didn't really hit me then, like I understood it, but now it's like I see it and I see why you would want to write a song about that. And it's like it's kinda like he that shit is like deeper than I thought it was now it's deeper to me than it was back then. Even though I understood it, now it feels yeah. a lot deeper. And just stuff like that. Like I just think he's like a really thoughtful dude and like super super deep or whatever and like I don't know. I I 
I hope more people listen to Nas, dude. Yeah. Listen to Godson. Even hip hop is dead. Oh my god, dude. Hip hop is dead is super underrated. And that's when him and Jay Z finally like bury become the bury the hatchet and do Black Republicans together and like Black Republicans super fucking amazing song. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, just fucking incredible stuff, dude. Nice. All right. Uh number three. All right. So number three. Um and this is where I put it here. I put him here, and I know I probably get some flack for it or whatever. I don't give a fuck though. But this is mine, right? Yeah, yeah. This is my list. I don't give a fuck. So number three is Snoop Dogg, and I always use him as a, an example. Like when we do like these these music episodes or whatever, I always say like the ultimate artist is uh, Trent Reznor, but the ultimate entertainer is Snoop Dogg. And like I said, I was watching, you know, YouTube videos about, you know, certain artists, you know, favorite rappers of all time. And like, I would see like them doing like brackets and whatnot. Like they would have like Bun B, you know, from UGK, like, you know, you know, saying like who's who and whatnot and whatever. And even uh, Bun B even said, he goes, yeah, you know, Snoop Dogg's like first album, like no one will ever touch that or whatever. Right. Like not even Snoop Dogg can touch that. album. Doggy Style is probably one of the best hip-hop albums of all time if not the best or whatever it rivals the fucking chronic as far as like quality or whatnot and the thing about that is is snoop dogg he freestyled pretty much that whole album anytime you hear snoop dogg's voice on doggy style that's him freestyling high as fuck wow on weed like and at first like when i heard that fact i was like well that kind of takes some of the like shine off of the fucking you know album or whatever for me because it's like oh you didn't put no thought into it but then there's a line on there like or no he he mentions it like in an interview i think it's like with um jimmy kimmel where he's like he brings that fact up he's like well i heard you just freestyle that whole album he's like yeah he goes that that was like my like my strong suit for like my first part of my career because that's how i got my start is just freestyling like i would just sit there you know on the streets of 2-1 and lewis with warren g and nate and like somebody would point at something and i would just freestyle about it that for like fucking four hours and whatnot and it reminded me kind of like what my grandpa would tell me about like old school like jazz musicians like he would like sit me down and talk to me about for two hours about how jazz musicians were like the best musicians ever because all they did is they went up there as they and they as a team they just freestyled all of their instruments you know the piano the bass uh the trumpet whatever they were like and you would bring up names like dizzy gillespie well, Snoop has a line in one of his songs, I blow up your mouth like Dizzy Gillespie. And he's basically telling you, he's like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm basically doing modern day jazz. Mm-hmm. I'm up here, which, and that, that they like, when I put those two things together and I was like, oh shit, that's what makes Doggy Style so strong. It's because he's doing modern day jazz. He is the Dizzy Gillespie of his fucking generation. And then later on, like he talks about how like he goes, okay, then I just, I wanted to put my heart and soul into these, these, these songs and whatnot and you start to see like on the dog father where it's like you can tell like he's starting from ground zero that's why dog father isn't as strong as doggy style because he's actually writing those songs out but then again you start to see like okay he's starting to get better at his craft and it's just a lot like an andre 3000 where it's just like he is all personality mm-hmm. right like you you that voice and that personality that's behind it like is second to none there is nobody in hip hop, in my opinion, that has a better rapping voice than Snoop Dogg. I know you said that about Nas, but to me, it's like Snoop Dogg has the best voice, and he has the best personality. That's why you can put him in any commercial. I think right now he has a Corona commercial. He's had TV shows with Martha Stewart. 
He's had fucking uh, variety television show on fucking MTV and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I'm here for it all. Because at the end of the day, it's like not everything has to be fucking super deep. You know, whatever. Like at the end of the day, like I want to be entertained. And at the end of the day, from the beat, from like 1991 till 2002, I could say at a from hip hop wise, nobody's entertained me more than Snoop Dogg. So that's why he lands at number three for me. Gotcha. Um, yeah, he. That one's a tough one for me, just because um, I like Snoop Dogg, but like I don't think of him when I when I think of like my favorite rappers or anything like that, like. I respect everything he did, but just didn't really like. Like he just doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't land for me. I, I and I get it. Like I like Doggy Style, and I I think that's a great album. But kind of, you know. But this is your list, so that's cool, dude. I respect yeah. that. Uh, this is my number two. Dang, we're getting down the list here. There we go. All right, number two. This is total personal list. I don't think this guy's gonna be on your list. Because if he did, I'd be like, that's really high for Jacob. <laughs> um, but this is number two. Uh, a guy that fucking a lot of the things what you said about Snoop Dogg. This is how I feel about him, and this is Jay Z. Uh, Jay Z, for 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 the most part, there's like I would say that there's been multiple reincarnations of Jay Z, and I think that's what he does so well mm-hmm. is that he like reincarnates himself. Like there's like '90s Jay Z, and like that early 2000s Jay Z. You can lump that all in together. And then he kind of like, like destroys that. And then like, I think when he gets with Beyonce, that's like a whole new, like mini era of Jay-Z. But then he like re reinvents himself when like the blueprint three comes out. And like, I think it's been like fucking fireworks ever since then. Like the, the guy just knows what he's doing. His flow is like unquestionable. He does a lot of the same things that you said about Snoop Dogg, where it's like, it, this isn't, you know, this this wasn't my list of rappers that is deeper and deeper and deeper. Like, I yeah. wasn't going to try to be like... Or lyrically complex. Yeah, like, I don't think... I think Kendrick's a better, like, lyricist than Jay-Z, but for the most part, I'd rather listen to a Jay-Z album. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it's like, I want both the ass-shaking elements, where it's like, dude, there's songs here, like that make girls shake their asses at the club. And then there's stuff that you listen to. And it's like, that's super fucking deep. And you're getting that on the same album. And that to me is the important thing about a, a Jay-Z album where it's like, I fucking love Jay-Z albums. Not only that, but one Jay-Z's an asshole. And I love that about his lyrics. <laughs> like Jay-Z's lyrics are like brutal. Like they're like, it's like talking shit to people without talking shit to people where it's just like, like, what are you going to say to Jay-Z? Like, even, like, dudes like Drake aren't really on the level of, like, Jay-Z. Mm. It's like, there's really not a lot of shit talking you can do to Jay-Z. He owns the Brooklyn Nets. It's yeah. like, what am I going to tell this dude? Like, you're poor or something like that. Like, you're ugly. Yeah. I'll get, I'll, you know, like, whatever. But he's banging you know, fucking Beyonce, like, though. Yeah. It's like, it don't matter. Like, like, Jay-Z is just that cool. Like, so much so that I used to listen to Jay-Z just to, like, fucking, like, mo- like just feel like that, like, fucking fighting energy in me where it was like hell yeah dude like jay-z is like that cool well is that is it ultimate embodiment we always talk about this when we talk about like trump like he's the ultimate embodiment of fucking self-confidence yeah and and he and he 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 fucking lives it dude like i love that about him i love that not only is he like an asshole in that aspect of it um but he's like super fucking smart with his lyrics which is just like he 
he raps in a way that that confidence like i feel like other rappers wouldn't be able to execute the things that he's the things that he's saying just because they wouldn't rap it with the confidence that he says it there's the the song the story of oj he he's he says that line where he's like he wraps it from the perspective of oj for a second he goes i'm not black i'm oj okay and it's just kind of like the crowd reacting like okay so like you're separating yourself from like your blackness kind of thing and he's like wrapping it from like two perspectives back to back i love that like he's just so smart and so clever with his rhymes and i don't know and at the same time it's like if you just want party dance songs there's like a playlist there of jay-z party dance songs mm. if you want like deeper thoughtful things from jay-z there's a bunch of deeper thoughtful things if you want the whole album just go listen to like his albums because like, there's a fucking there's mix like of, 17 of them and shit yeah, yeah. it's a mixed bag of uh, every one of his albums i personally have a super soft spot for for um the blueprint three the blueprint three to me is just like musical perfection um I, I just I just love it. I, I I love it. There's a song called um oh, I think it's called Verses or something like that on on that album. I can't remember what it's called. But um even like he kind of acknowledges like the duality of like hip hop where like he's like he talks about like I like Biggie but she likes Pac and like like it, the song itself is just like fucking genius how it's just like hip-hop people arguing with each other about like different things like dumb things like tupac versus biggie and that sort of thing and i just think he's fucking genius like absolute genius he doesn't get recognition even though he gets a lot of recognition i still don't think he gets enough recognition for for his contributions a lot of people put him at number one wow a lot of people like when i was doing when i was looking at other rappers you know on youtube giving their top five or top ten or whatever he, he makes a lot of appearances at number one. I, in my opinion, deservedly so. He's not my number one guy, but I understand why somebody would put him at number one just because I think I haven't heard a bad Jay-Z album in a long time. <laughs> um, but for the most part, like I've never really been disappointed from him. The funny thing about it is like he did that so- that album, uh, Watch the Throne, with Kanye West, and like every time he would rap, he would just destroy everything that Kanye West would just say. Just like, this is so much better. Yeah. Like every time, like that's, if that album has a flaw is that every time Jay-Z opens his mouth, it's so much better than what Kanye West just said. (laughs) And like, I don't know. I, I, I I think he's super underrated. Even, even if people are putting him at number one, I think he's underrated for, for everything he's doing for music and to music and stuff. Wow. Cool. That's it. Jay Z, yeah, didn't make oh, my list. And then you know what? That that I didn't know this, but apparently, that halftime show that happened where he had Dr. Dre and all those guys or whatever, that was all his idea. Like that, he was like, "We're gonna do this. We're gonna do it in, in California. We gotta have Dr. Dre do it, and Dr. Dre's gonna be the fucking orchestra maestro, and we're gonna have all his like dudes come out, and it's gotta be like this." And I'm like, "Dang, Jay Z, like, you know, he go, he goes speaking to Dr. Dre, you know the the song uh, Still Dre, you know he ghost wrote that song, right?" The, the lyrics for that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he did that too. And a thing too, like kind of the piggyback off of the Tupac thing that leads, and then also the lead, <coughs> not Tupac, the Snoop Dogg thing I was talking about how he's like Dizzy Gillespie and kind of just like freestyling mm-hmm. his fucking uh, lyrics or whatever. Uh, one thing that I'll give Jay-Z credit for that I thought was super impressive is he doesn't write down his songs at all. He memorizes them in his head and then like one takes them like in the studio, which is a fucking heard of. Yeah, I mean, so many things that he does. You know, 
here's kind of a weird little Jay-Z quirk. So he has the, the Jay-Z Black album. The Beatles have the White album. If you ever Google gray Jay-Z album. the Gray album, that's so fun. Like, it's just such a fun album. Just go YouTube it. I don't know where else it is, but it's definitely on YouTube. So. Oh, yeah, it's definitely on YouTube. And then you can Google YouTube to MP3 and put it on your MP3 player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, speaking of uh, halftime shows and uh, Dr. Dre, another controversial drop here. Um, Dr. Dre, number two. Um, yeah. Now I will say this: yours are your personal favorites. They're not controversial. Yeah. Though. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jesus <laughs> probably checked out because I didn't put Kanye or Logic on here or whatever, <laughs> right? But uh, Dr. Dre, I couldn't not include him on the list. I mean, look at your list. Look at my list. They're kind of similarities there. But some overlaps. Yeah. Yeah. There's some overlaps there, and the common denominator is whether you're talking about kendrick whether you're talking about nas whether you're talking about exhibit eminem ice cube snoop tupac like whoever you're talking about dr dre was like the phil jackson of that shit right he put those rockets into orbit you know whoever you're talking about right i mean even nas right i mean nas was you know he he was the guy that made illmatic on a smaller level but it was <clears throat> but he he does an album with Dr. Dre called The Firm, and he was on that East Coast, West Coast Killers or whatever. That's why I said at the beginning of this episode, uh, I can see all of my favorite rappers being on one album. If Dre wanted to do Detox or drop Detox, he can easily have every single rapper on there, including Andre 3000 or whatever, right? Because of the whole George Clinton, you know, P-Funk thing and whatnot, right? But to me, it's like you look at the beginning of Dr. Dre's career in NWA. You can even go back farther to like the world class record group, but you know, that's a different fucking topic for a different time or whatever, right? Whenever you want to say Dr. Dre's career starts or whatever, right? Like his he his fucking fingerprints are on so many things. You can even go, you know, with Jay Z or whatever. Like he influences so many things, whether it's business moves music videos movies just all sorts of things that he has his hands in or whatever right and to me it's just like if if the number one guy never fucking existed like this would be my fucking favorite hip-hop artist of all time because for for the most part you know i play guitar you know i've i've been known to fuck around with a fucking garage band from here to time to time or whatever i've yeah. always respected like artists like fucking trent reznor who make music or whatever you don't need words to fucking convey your emotions and whatnot and to me it's just like dr dre like when you hear dr you you mentioned it with california love and it gets passed off as a tupac song that is very much a dr dre song from beginning to end like his thoughts on California or whatever. He had Doc or Tupac supplied the lyrics on that and whatnot, right? Yeah. But like that whole feel and whatnot, like and there's a whole remix version that can rival the California Love version of that song. It it, it just sets the mood for LA, for California. I mean you can do that with nothing but a G thing. You can do that with still Dre. Again, I mentioned, you know, artists like Kendrick Lamar, who is the evolution of West Coast hip hop, you know, Exhibit, who was the evolution of West Coast hip hop. So all of these things that he puts out there into the fucking universe, even fucking headphones, right? Say what you will. If you're if you're a fucking audiophile or whatever, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's not the same as Bose headphones. Fuck all that. Yeah. When Dr. Dre dropped his fucking headphones, everybody like Ray J and all these motherfuckers were like, Scram- Ray J has his own headphones now, yeah. by the way. Yeah, he does. Like that wasn't even a joke. <laughs> like everybody's like rushing out to have like their own kind of uh, like Lady Gaga was trying to have her own fucking headphones for for Pete's sake, or whatever. Whatever he does, 
the rest of hip-hop is like running to try to catch up to what he does and to me it's just like god damn like the guy is just a fucking genius in my opinion and it's not even an opinion really it's like almost a fact like he is far and beyond far and beyond probably the best fucking hip-hop producer and then when we're talking about modern music as well i mean your name's got to be trent reznor basically to say that you're a better producer or musician than him so it's just like it makes sense that he would be the fucking orchestrator at the fucking halftime show yeah i i, I agree with you on a lot of things i i think that production wise i think he's he's up there with one of the greats he uh, he knows how to put people in their in their like musical place um in, in the sense like knows how to like like this beat works well with this person kind of thing and i think that a lot of people don't really get that like don't get that this you know this this is gonna well work with their voice and this is gonna go well with their image of who they are and um that's what worked well so so well with uh early eminem music early eminem music was very much it sounded like eminem right off the bat you Mm -hmm. knew who it was because it sounded very eminem-ish and i think he's 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 kind of a genius for that I don't think he's like that great of a rapper. Like I don't think when I think of like my favorite rappers, I don't think like there's a ton of like Dr. Dre songs that I'm like, oh yeah, dude, Dre killed it on that song or something. <laughs> and that's the one thing about it. That's why he doesn't make my list. Uh, but but Dre like the Chronic to me like that is one of the gold staple of like of production work of like just hip hop in general. Like the thing is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I, I I agree with you. Like I mean, I agree with you on everything you said. Um, I was just you know I was just basing this off like mm. like the but, rappers that I'm like, dude, I fucking like every time I hear them, their words come out, I'm just like, that's fucking gold. What's that fair? Which is a yeah. fair point because I was like, I put them at number two, almost at number one. It was almost gonna be number one, uh-huh. but it was just like to that point though like there's not a you said not a single doctor when i hear nothing but a g thing like i don't i don't do the whole kanye west thing where it's just with jay-z or whatnot where it's just like oh thank god snoop dogg came on there to save this track yeah, or whatever yeah. No, from i don't, think he, I don't think he sucks if that's what but, you mean yeah yeah but i mean he's on tracks with snoop dogg he's on tracks with uh forgot about dre with eminem he's on tracks with like every, with ice cube like all these all-time greats and what he's on a track with nas he's on a track with kendrick lamar he's on a tracks with dub c I think the only person I might, I don't think he's ever worked with Andre 3000, but all these great people, Tupac and whatnot, right? He's on tracks with all these people, and yeah, he might not write those lyrics, but he's rapping along with them, and he's like this almost like a Scotty Pippen, you know, rapping wise yeah. with those guys. Like he's like the like a like a nice voice to compliment the Michael Jordans on those tracks. Yeah, yeah, I get that. No, I mean I 100% respect uh, Dr. Dre. It's I'm not trying to like knock it, but yeah, and I don't think and yeah, I agree. I don't think I've ever heard a song where Dr. Dre comes on and go, oh, fast forward <laughs> this part. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's times where I don't think he's the strongest guy in the song. But, oh yeah, like, no, but I yeah, agree, I'm, yeah, I'm never like, oh god, here we have to listen to Kanye's part in this song. <laughs> <laughs> like that's pretty much how I feel about the entire Watch the Throne album. Where I'm like, if he's gonna make some joke about like fucking going bananas or something like. Just oh, Kanye God. West just makes dumb sh- shit. Yeah, I love make- some Kanye though. Don't Kanye would if this was a top twenty, he might be an honorable mention. Oh, okay, but anyways, um, but anyways, um, yeah, that's I, I respect that. I respect your number two. Yeah. So uh, number one, Art. Who is your number one hip hop artist? My, my, my number one. 
my number one rapper of all time. Uh, I guess producer as well. It's MF Doom. I could not. When we were putting this, I was like, well, that's my number one. Done. Like, I didn't even have to second guess it. I was like, this guy, for me, in a time period where hip-hop and music felt dead to me. Uh, and I would say this is like, you know, once Korn started putting out, like, shitty albums. And, like I felt like Butt Rock was starting to take over. And on the radio was very, like, bling-blingy. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, everything I didn't like about what was happening in music culture as a whole any everywhere and i'm sure in the underground some cool shit was going on but everything that was happening like in the mainstream stuff fucking sucked to me it was just garbage um and then i heard mf doom and i was like this is fucking incredible matt billany the mm, food like this is just I was just like blown away. I didn't even know that shit was possible, like what he was doing. It sounded a lot to me like the amount of samples that he was doing. It was sounding to me like stuff that the Beastie Voice was doing, mm-hmm. but it sounded way more distorted and like out of place. And at the same time, it was like, like it sounded a lot of like, like some dude that wasn't taking hip hop seriously, which felt like blasphemy, but at the same time, it was like, oh, this, but this is much better than anything I've heard in a very long time. Like, I, I, I still to this day, like, haven't really heard anyone that rhymes the way he rhymes, where it's like, it almost sounds like some of the words that he's putting in there sound out of place. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt might come to mind where it's like, you know, he, he does things a little bit similar to him at times. But that's probably because he was a child, like listening to him his entire life, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, he treats I mean, his voice like an instrument. That's how that's how I would um, uh, put that as. You know, it's like you were saying when you were talking about Earl Sweatshirt, how like it sounds like glue melting or whatever. Like MF Doom does a lot of shit like that. With his voice. Yeah, I just I there's this whole like thing about MF Doom, and it's kind of a cop out too, because you know we talked about Eminem, and you see things from MF Doom's perspective, or sorry, from Eminem's perspective whenever he's rapping, right? And it's like, um, whether, or sometimes it's Marshall Matters' perspective. And, or Slim Shady, yeah. yeah. Well, this guy kind of does that, but it's like so many dudes in one album where it's like Victor Von Doom will, will be a character and Metal Fingers and Metal Face is like one of the characters in so many albums, depending on what album you're listening to of his of his amazing record like collection. is like, it's just perfection. Like, I haven't heard none of them are bad. Like, there's no place to start. If you are going to start, I would start with, with food. I think food's incredible. Like, that's perfection. Um, but I just, I, I, I can't get over how amazingly gifted he is and, and how much, like, he was, he's, he's pretty underrated, even by today's standards. Like, there's there's kind of this cult following all the time with him and a lot of rappers give him credit and all this stuff and but he's he's super underrated and and I honestly can't think of anyone that sounds like him. Like nobody sounds like him. Obviously nobody looks like him. No. What what he what he did while he you know, while he was on earth was this ridiculous. Like like the fact that sometimes he would book shows take the money and then send someone else like this is one of his doom bots to just be like this guy's gonna perform but it's not the real mf doom <laughs> that was 
incredible. Like that is like the theater art of it, where it's just like he's not just telling you he's the villain. Like he's literally living the villain like lifestyle of like he, you shouldn't like him. Like you, he's he's a bad dude. Um, I don't know. Man, there's I, that theme with your top two there. Huh? Yeah, like I I like I like cheering for the bad guy, man. In the words of Jay Z, "Hooray for the bad guy." Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I Mad Mad Villainy is incredible. Like, I don't know, dude. He's he was ahead of his time. I still haven't heard anyone like him. There's just just I, I get the chills sometimes when I listen to this shit, man. Because it's just like even the production, like that's him. That he he did that shit, man. Like mm-hmm. that. These are the. This is what. You, did you know there's a there's a there's a follow-up to mad villainy and he just was like i don't want to put it out because um because it's people are going to try to compare it to the first one and it's not supposed to be better than the first one it's not supposed to be less than the first one it's just supposed to be here's more of that and he was just like don't put it out and he has passed away since so people i think a lot of people are like just put it out like please put it out but we'll see if that ever sees the light of day apparently he has like tons of like music but similar to prince he was just like only the top shit is gonna get out and if i don't want it out it's never coming out yeah so like um he was he was a perfectionist man i respect that and i know a lot of people were probably like why isn't eminem number one or whatever (laughs) but like dude i challenge you if you do not know who mf doom is go listen to him just fucking put food on and that's it or mad villainy or whatever you want to put any of his victor von doom stuff is amazing like incredible incredible he's one of those rappers yeah i definitely respect i don't have a bad word to say about it but it's just not something that <clears throat> i you know that i would put on that just like resonates with me like oh, i gotta listen to this shit obviously when he passed away i was like man that was such a loss because like everything that you said produce his own music unique as shit lyrically could stand up to anybody you know personality wise it was, it was all there it's just something that's just was not there for me, so that's why I didn't make my top ten or uh, yeah, get an yeah, honorable yeah. mention. But definitely, um, I think Fred Wall said it. It was your favorite rapper's rapper. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, Fred Wall had him as his profile picture for a long time. Hannibal Burris came out and performed as him one time. Yeah, and I remember that. Found out it was Hannibal Burris, but like, which is like fucking. I would not be mad at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the dude was a, the dude was a fucking genius, like performance art. That's what he was doing, and I think a lot of people didn't get the performance art aspects of it. Um, but I'll take that a hundred a hundred times out of hundred compared to like the shit, especially the shit that was happening back then, mm-hmm. where like I thought hip hop was the deadest it had ever been. Fucking Nas put out an album called Hip Hop Is Dead at that time period mm-hmm. because hip hop was fucking dead, and he was like the brightest star at that time period, and like still to this day, I mean, rest in peace. Like that was a that was a huge loss of the music world and the weird thing about him is he died and it took a year for people to find out he had died wow that was really (laughs) weird but yeah that is crazy um so i guess my number one um everybody knew when this guy died Uh, it's probably the biggest death in hip-hop after biggie or with alongside with biggie so my number one uh should be no surprise like i said my list is hella biased to the west coast yeah uh it's probably the king of the motherfucking west coast uh, next to Dr. Dre, uh, it's Tupac. Uh, Tupac is well. I can't say it was my favorite rapper, but that was probably uh, a title that belonged to MC Hammer. <laughs> but, Damn. But as a kid, though, okay, like my first real rapper that I liked, whatever, right? 
Um, and a lot of people, again, like uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, they got into Tupac when All Eyes on Me came out, when California Love drops and it's this big like MTV moment or whatever, right? Dr. Dre sent that rocket ship up into space and it exploded gloriously, right? Uh, but no, I remember getting into Tupac because uh, I believe he was on In Living Color uh, back in the days, like when his second album was out, Strictly for My Inwards. Uh, I'm not gonna say the whole name of that album, uh, but there was just something like charming about him, just like the way like he would smile and like say things like again like an Ice Cube, like with so much force, but with so much personality, like a Snoop Dogg. If Ice Cube and Chuck D were like fucking just hitting you hard. Like Tupac was doing that just as hard, but then would like caress you like a Snoop Dogg or whatnot, right? Like, and again, everything just like politically, he was just so smart. The things he was saying back like in 1992 as like a 21 year old, 21 years old, right? Yeah, yeah. Holds so much weight in 2022, like fucking decades, decades later and whatnot, right? And the fact that his career basically was from the end of 1991 till about set to like the end of 1996 which is basically like less than five years and never mind like during that five years he was incarcerated more than a few times mm-hmm. so in reality he maybe has like three years of work but unlike you know some artists or whatever during that time period they might have like one or two albums that come out during that time period He's had so much work come out. Just that work ethic of just like, boom. He's had, he had like five or six albums during his lifespan. But then he had so many posthumous albums. Like, I believe like six or seven. There's even more albums coming out ever since. And it's just like the quality of those albums. What he's been saying. Whether you're talking about Brenda's Got a Baby or I Get Around. Like, there's just, like, he covers every corner of the spectrum of what you want want to hear somebody talk about or just like the full spectrum of what an artist should cover or whatever and that's what art basically is it's the reflection of the human experience and tupac for 25 years of his life gave you fucking the michelangelo of every one of those emotions and whatnot and for that it's just like dude like he's like my number one of all time and i mean there's i could go on and on and on and on and on on about an hour and everything that you just said or whatever but it's just like the guy was just had like the perfect career and the reason why he's my number one personal rapper and why i would debate that he's the number one rapper of all time is i make that analogy okay michael jordan like we both agree that michael jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time right right was michael jordan did he have the highest free throw percentage no did he have the best three point percentage no was he the best dunker of all time well he's pretty damn good but no he wasn't you know, sorry he wasn't vince carter or whatever or even dominique wilkins and whatnot right uh was the fastest guy no but he did all of those things exceptionally well like above average skill on all of those things was he was he a fucking Eminem or a Kendrick Lamar, like when it comes to lyrics or uh, fucking freestyle or whatnot or rock him or whatever? No, but he did that just as well, ju- just really good, above average. And he covered so many bases that to me, like he was just the best of all time. A lot of people put Biggie as number one. And I always think that's kind of like, uh, just to be contrary, I don't know, maybe that's just like a personal residue from the whole East Coast, West Coast era yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I always think that, like, oh, that's just to be contrarian to people that say Tupac's the number one of all yeah. time. 
But I look at like Biggie, there's a lot of like deficiency deficiencies there. Like the voice, like to me, like his voice isn't like the best. Like Tupac had a beautiful voice. Uh, substance wise, like Biggie, outside of talking about like selling crack and, you know, having a girl shit on his chest, which is something really he talked about or whatever. Like he didn't have the depth that Tupac had. Uh, his words aren't being felt as long as Tupac's has or whatever, right? And to me, it's like that, to me, like that's the difference right there. It's just like, yeah, there's the, like the raw skill, but then like how deep Tupac touched. And he still touches. Like he has the heart, eternally has the heart of the streets, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I, 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 I agree with you, but I do think that there is a bias because where you might ask, you know, Art and Jacob in New York and, and ask them like, who and the might say completely the opposite of what you're saying right now. Yeah. But I do think that because we're in California, because <laughs> you can't go to any sporting event without hearing California love without Tupac literally like being painted on walls in California and LA specifically, like, you know, there is a, he is ingrained to the culture of LA into the culture of California like he's just there like he he just he embodies what we want to he's like be. bob marley to reggae yeah and like um i don't know the whole voice thing i don't know i think they both had really good voices very iconic voices but i there is a thing about like n- the new york sound i guess you know mm-hmm. especially in the 90s like it was a very new yorky sound that was nas kind of had that for a little bit too that New Yorky sound, um, which I think, you know, to give him a little bit of credit, I do think the New Yorky sound, you know, maybe aged all right, like it, you know, but but I think that what Tupac did was just so iconic. Like you, you could say the same thing about like George Clinton or something like that, where like you know George Cl- like people don't sound like George Clinton now. No, but if you put George Clinton on, everybody knows like that's a fucking dance song. Everybody knows, and like that to me is how Tupac is. Like if Tupac came on, nobody would be like, "Oh, this is that song for older people." Like <laughs> everybody gets down to that shit. Yeah, kind of thing. Like it's just good. It's timeless. It's it's like Tupac is timeless and yeah. like it's Bob Marley he, yeah. and you know, he's the equivalent to, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, but that's kind of how like Nirvana, like Nirvana didn't age the way Pearl Jam aged because Nirvana got in that like forever young, like thing where they're just, their, their music will never age. Their music doesn't really sound dated to me. Like Nirvana music doesn't sound dated to me. No, that's kind of how Tupac's music sounds to me. Like it doesn't, I put, I hear it and it doesn't sound dated to me. Um, and a lot of that is because we have like you know the contrast, I guess. Like a Nine Inch Nails, like Pretty Hate Machine, sounds kind of dated, especially when you hear like the Fragile. It's like the the, the dude clearly got better at his craft, kind of yeah. thing. But because he was so good, and it didn't really need to grow that much, it was just beautiful. I mean, I guess there's always going to be the mystery of Tupac of what would happen if he had more time? Would he have become the way we see Nas? Mm-hmm. And like Nas is, you know, going through a divorce and like, you know, like n- didn't mentally recover from it or something. Like, could that have happened? I, I definitely think there would have been a mental breakdown there because he was battling so many demons. And there, that's the one thing too, that a lot of people bring up is like the, the conflicting sides and that, and Eminem's freely like admits that he steals this from fucking Tupac. Where like Tupac, 
inexplicably was was dealing with two different personalities right like the very sensitive like you know i care about women brenda's got a baby like uh can you get away you know dealing with like people you know women dealing with domestic violence but then also the dude that was like fucking charged with like sexual assault and all this shit like this wild like party boy this like gangster that went to death row and whatnot right and like there's that very famous uh vibe cover of like is tupac crazy or whatever right because he's was definitely a dude that was battling some like inner demons or whatever right and um that duality showing that like oh you don't have to be like this one character like easy e was just like one character all the time or whatever right like no you can be whoever you are and that's the beauty of the art yeah um i agree i i mean i think that if you look at our list both of ours you know there's a lot of I wouldn't say a lot, but there's there's overlap for sure. I mean, Tupac's mm-hmm. an overlap. Andre 3000's an overlap. Eminem's an overlap. I'm trying to think. Kendrick's an overlap. Like, mm-hmm. um, clearly those are rappers that are, like, very well respected. Um, our top two, I think, really embody what we look for in music. You definitely like a lot more, like, West Coast, G-Funk era things. And I think I just like villains <laughs> <laughs> so like heart and soul versus fucking yeah. just dirty rhymes. that's kind of how this podcast is i'm kind of i'm kind of the bad guy of the podcast you're very <laughs> likable and, and you like people's comments and write laugh out loud to people and, and then alejandro's like art might not like this because he's a bad guy but you know uh, but anyways <laughs> shout out to alejandro alejandro she's, dude is she still around i haven't seen her comments or anything in a while well, well uh i don't know if she wants this put out oh, to the damn. millions but yeah she's going in for surgery so she she wrote me she said you guys better put down some really good episodes because i'm gonna need something to binge this to, so. better be one of the good episodes where she's like yeah loves this and she's laughing so yeah we got a lot of good comments get, on the server get well soon from the future or from the past whenever you're listening to this correct so shout out to alejandra forever our number one fan <laughs> true we well, gotta put her on a shirt yeah. <laughs> um but um yeah, that's our list. If you guys disagree with it, I and you guys are like you guys forget about this person or that person, like let no, us know. Didn't. No, we didn't cuz this is This is our, is list. our list. Yeah, this is our list, but if you guys have a list, sure. do what Alejandra did. Uh, nobody asked her to, but, <laughs> <laughs> but she put a list of her favorite movies, but do that and I want to see your your favorite rappers. And I want to see who put Drake's on their list. That's going to be interesting. Cringe. Do you know what I saw on a lot of people's lists uh, is Lil Wayne? Like, that neither sucks. rapper. That sucks. I like Drake a thousand times more than I like Lil Wayne. I, I agree. And I don't even like Drake. But I saw Lil Wayne on those lists and then Lauren Hill on all-time list as well. And I was like. Lauren Hill, Miss Education. Um, yeah, you know what? Well, that's a tough one because I understand the respect for Lauren Hill. Uh, but her body of work is super small. The Fuji's album and then Miss Education <laughs> and maybe one more album or whatever. But yeah, I would put M- as far as like female MCs, I think I would put MC Light and Lady of Rage maybe above her. But yeah, that's um, just me. I don't, we, none of us had female rappers on our list. Fucking sexist. Megan The Stallion almost made the list. I guess yeah, I like Megan The Stallion more than I like Lauren Hill. I'm sorry, but I just like like I get it that she's more of a deeper rapper, but I like some of that shit where it's just like I just like to put it on same thing with that killer mic Megan the Stallion is the female killer mic like Megan the Stallion fucking kills it dude yeah put her on a mural yeah yeah I'm she, sure uh, she's uh, she's from Houston yeah. so I'm sure from Houston she gets a lot of love oh yeah well Scarface is the goat down there so yeah. she's got she got a lot of ground to make up but with that said everybody do everything that Art just told you but get out of stuff 
on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter. We are at Art and Jacob Do A One. Goddamn son, that's just how steak is done. Uh, if you want to help support this podcast, I highly recommend heading on over to patreon.com slash Art and Jacob Do America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. So donate $1 a month and you will get access to 111, now 112 uh, bonus episodes that live on the deep web. So go on over there, support your boys. If you want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to the website at rnjacobdoamerica.com. Uh, follow the merch links. It'll lead you to our T Public store where we currently have four designs up. And uh, like I said, there's not so much to help us financially, but it is there to help promote us. So uh, if you don't want to be a $1 patron every month or a $15 patron like Jesus Gutierrez used to be, uh, just buy a shirt. That really goes a long way in helping uh, promote this podcast. If you're out there in the world and you know somebody says, oh, wow, aren't Jacob do America podcast? Let me check that out. And they check us out and they download, you know, 20 or 40 episodes or whatever. That really goes a long way in helping us out. So do that. Um, also share the, these things on social medias. I need to pimp that out more. So uh, there's YouTube and fucking Instagram Just algorithms snap, and various. Do the uh, screenshot of you listening to the podcast and yeah. post it and share it. Put it in your up. story, put it a link or whatever. But yeah, you sharing it with your friends helps spread the word. Dude, that's what, what's his name? Jesus Gutierrez needs to start doing, dude. Yeah. What's up with that, dude? Yeah. I understand that you dropped it from $15 to $1, but, like, you know, can you at least share it from time Share it like you share those memes you'd be sending yeah, us, dude. huh? Next, yeah. next time you're in my DMs, dude, I'm just going to reply back, where the fuck's my share, dude? Yeah. <laughs> and Instagram allows you to put a link in your bio, so you can just copy the link that you're listening to us on right now and just put it in your story or your fucking link. Anyways, do that. Uh, if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to the Podbelly Network, where... We are official members of that network, so check us out. Check out well, you're already checking us out, so why am I telling you that? But uh, check out the world famous Sofa King podcast, as well as Hillbilly Horror Stories and Robots for Eyes. But with that said, Art, I am tired. I still need a pack for my trip to Santiago, the whale's vagina. Damn. Uh, so I might be up till one o'clock in the morning. But with that said, Art, do you got anything else? Tell your mommy, Boo Two Shellers, the Jack of Shellers, the Warren. That's it. West Side. Goodbye. And good night.